if people want to get healthy, they've got to choose good things to put in their mouth that they're going to consume. And humans are just an expression of an ecosystem. It's a way I've always felt and, and thought about it is that you're an expression of the food you eat, the air you breathe and the environment that you're in. And if you want to connect with a healthy environment, you've got to support you know, good farming practices, get good food into you. That was Aaron McKenzie and you're listening to The Regenerative Journey. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and internationally and their continuing connection to country, culture, community, land, sea and sky. And we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. G'day, I'm your host Charlie Arnott, an eighth generational Australian regenerative farmer. And in this podcast series, I'll be diving deep and exploring my guests' unique perspectives on the world so you can apply their experience and knowledge to cultivate your own transition to a more regenerative way of life. Welcome to The Regenerative Journey with your host, Charlie Arnott. G'day, today's interview is with Aaron McKenzie um, of Origins of Energy. Uh, I've been following um, Aaron and have known Aaron for, for quite a few years now and loving the, his, the work he's doing. Uh, he's all about mental, spiritual and physical health um, and he uh, he has a studio here in Sydney which we, we had a very reasonably echoey sort of interview in, as you can probably hear. But nonetheless, um, Aaron did uh, some, uh, an experiment on himself a year or so ago, a carnivore diet for nearly 12 months. He ate a cow and two sheep over over sort of a, a 10-month period, which was very interesting. He learned a lot from that experience, blew a few myths away as well. Um, we talked about connection with nature, about his regenerative journey um, growing up and his, uh, I guess, a number of epiphanies he had along the way, which moved him into a much better place and has really set him on the trajectories on now. Um, and, you know, one of the few physical um, and health instructors or, or, or fitness coaches and life coaches in some ways that is actually identifying and acknowledging the connection of um, his clients with nature and their food. And fuel, food is not just a fuel. Food is more than that, much more than that. Um, so I hope you enjoy uh, this episode of The Regenerative Journey with Aaron McKenzie as much as I did. He's a legend. Aaron McKenzie, uh, welcome to your fitness health studio <laughs> in Bonner Junction. This is the first time I've actually done an interview on a bouncy ball. Yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, uh, let's this, – this is called The Regenerative Journey, obviously, because it's about digging deep into people's journeys, their life journeys and so on. I've been following you for some time now. Been not Well, not even stalking you. It's been pretty – front and center um aaron can we um well welcome for a start thank you and we're sitting it's in good your to see you. yeah good to see you too mate it's been a while it's been yeah. at least 12 months yeah or more and it's yeah. been it's, it's taken a while to actually pin aaron down because he's had lots of changes and sort of location changes of his studio and things which you can get into i'm also conscious of your time because you've very kindly squeezed me into it between <laughs> Between sessions, if, I don't, if I'm not careful, I'll get swept up and I'll be yep. I'll be out in the you park running in the, in the next session. Um, so I just go to my questions. Just can we start? What is it? I guess you know this. Um, we're in your studio, um, and I take my interviewees to their happy place. Yeah, that's where I like to interview them. 
you know, what is it for you to be in a studio, you know, this one or other ones that, yeah. you know, what does it mean for you to be in that sort of environment? Well, it's a place for people to come, uh, sorry, yeah. for them to work on themselves, regenerate themselves uh, and take steps towards creating a better life and getting more out of this experience of life. And this, and this is your, your, well, your work environment, it's your craft, it's your, what's the word, it's your, this is your world, isn't it, really? You know, this is the, this is the, the, the world that you, you, you are the, um, uh, I guess, not the professional, I'm struggling for words here, the, um, you're an artisan of your craft and yeah. this is your workshop, yeah. as it were, yeah. and the people that, you, that come in here uh, are, are, are what you're, you're helping to create. I, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm I helping to coach them, you know, to f- facilitate the change you're after and make that an easier process. You're sculpting them in yeah. a way. Yeah, teaching them how to sculpt themselves. <laughs> and, and tell me, I was going to ask you later, but we're on to it now. Tell me, you know, mind, body, spirit. Yeah. It's, it's not just like go pump these weights. Totally. It's all, it's, life is an integrated thing and you can't divide it like you know. You can't separate it. You have to address every part of it to get results and Sometimes people will focus on the physical to alleviate stress and to make progress, to make it easier to deal with the emotional, spiritual and uh, mental sides of life. And that can be a, a way forward to free up energy to have that, to handle the, the energy that's required or to be able to accumulate that that's required to make the changes that you're trying to make. I want to dig into that bit bit later on. I want to start at the beginning, wherever you want to, sort yeah. of, as far back as you want to go. Yep. Um, because uh, the, you know, I imagine that there were some times in your life that were some turning points, some epiphanies, some you know moments of the catalyzed change. Yeah. I want to I want to get to that, but before, I want to sort of know get to put put you into context of your life. Before those, so mm-hmm. let's start anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you're comfortable starting. Yeah, well, I guess going through high school, um, I wasn't really into it. Left, and I kind of wasn't going anywhere. As in, where was that? In what? What? what um, when I was, city, uh, city I left. I left school. Yeah, I was here in Sydney. That's right. Yeah, left school at thirteen. I just decided it wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, so after a couple of years of bumming around and not really doing much, skateboarding and eating bad food. <laughs> And having a, and my skin just got worse and worse. And it was kind of a driver for me. It was something I wanted to change. I was doing the rounds of doctors and people to try and get advice on what to do and you know, taking different things to try and make it better. And then I ended up with a naturopath that turned me onto whole food eating. And that really transformed me. And uh, it was the first thing that alleviated the condition after trying so many different things. And it gave me more energy and it gave me a better outlook on life. I started training at the gym, started doing martial arts. I went back and did my school certificate and then did my high school certificate uh, at college. And, yeah, from that uh, I realised I could choose what this experience was, that I could choose things each day to make my life better, choose what I put in my mouth, choose how I structure my day and, yeah, and be the director. When you were in your teens and bad skin, and yeah. sort of, was there a moment where you went, "I just, I, I'm, 
I'm over this. Yeah, you totally. Know, was there. Yeah, there was, you know, just like that hitting that point where my life's going to amount to nothing. But what was, was there something, did someone say something to you or, you know, was no. there sort of like a, some. I did, think it was just hitting that low point of just seeing no. Oh, shit. No future that was desirable. Yeah. Uh, and then realizing, well, hey, you know, I'm here. <laughs> I can do something about it. Mm-hmm. I did read a book. Uh, one of my mum's um, bosses, he uh, he dropped off all these kind of self-help books. And uh, one of them was actually a word power book, which was sounds a bit weird learning. Word okay. power? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just learning new words. But, oh, okay, cool. But uh, what it did, it just helped me realize that I could learn and I could expand my brain and see life in a new way by learning a, a broader vocabulary. And that was really powerful. It was instrumental in just having that realisation that I'm in control of this life. And when I started going to the gym and training, my body changed, energy changed, uh, eating better, cooking my own food, everything kind of went in a better direction and started working. And then I uh, I finished my uh, school uh, high school certificate and then I went So you went, you went back? Yeah, I went back. I ended up kind of because because you, you went, I can do this, or yeah, I need yeah, to do well, this. I need to do this. Yeah, and I was actually studying design. I did a design certificate at the same time. My plan was to become an architect. I like drawing. I like mm. doing that. And then I did a martial arts instructor's course, and part of that was a personal training course. And I did that, and I started working in a gym, and haven't stopped. So it was, mm. I was eighteen, nineteen when I started doing this work, and forty-three next month. So. Good for you. Yeah, it's it's been great. I just love coaching people, helping people, and uh, helping them understand that they they've got options. There's always options, and you go through ups and downs in life, but you can always get things back on track. It's within your power. It's interesting you talk about that in power words. Is that the word? You power words. Yeah. That's you know very Tony Robbins, which yeah, I yeah. did a bit of you know years ago. To, you know the, the power of of your intention through your words and your language and then there's the physicality, you know, standing up straight and sort of your presence and that sort of thing. It's really yeah. – um, it's easy to forget, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we can oh, just yeah. be lazy with our yeah, language. Yeah, and you and just lazy. get into a routine and you feel slumped all the time, you eat not so well, don't mm. sleep so well, stop moving as much and then you're just grinding away trying to pay mm. the bills and mm. just keep everything moving along. Yeah. Very but domestic. It's just, it's, yeah, and it's very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, and people kind of get trapped in that. Uh, so you've really got to kind of stand up for yourself and take charge of your life. It's a bit like the boiling, boiling frog, isn't it? Oh, no, yeah, you don't realise you until you hit that just, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're, gonna get, we're getting a bit of echo because we're in a, in a um, small space. In a small space um, we're in, your, in your studio here, Aaron, which is actually a – it's a residential. <laughs> I had so to I, put in a car. It was like going yeah, to a secret but, chamber. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty full <laughs> on. I mean, I think you know most gyms are affected by COVID and the, the transition. And I was I've got a new development across the road that just been waiting for that to finish, and that's you know, a couple of years behind, which is a real nightmare. So I had the the uh, where you saw me last that you that you came to last time, and my lease was up. You know just. You know, just as COVID was last year, around or June it was up. So it was, and that it still hadn't been announced that, you know, gyms are going to reopen or mm. that. So I wasn't really sure what to do. And thinking, geez, and watching what's happening overseas, thinking, geez, <laughs> how long will this last? Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just 
pull the plug until the new development finishes. Yeah. But then that just got put on hold and went mm. nowhere. Mm. So that was supposed to finish and was supposed to go into there. So now just kind of in limbo, uh, looking after my well, managing pretty in, well. This is yeah. great. There's, there's a little sort of kitchenette behind us yeah. there. The, those <laughs> on the YouTube. That's our room. Yeah, <laughs> um, it works. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty low overhead model. I, I haven't been able to look after all my clients, but the bulk of them. The view's not too bad. Yeah, it's Actually, okay. Mum and, and Dad used, used to have a unit in that building right now. Oh, right. Yeah, it's good, good <laughs> view from there. <laughs> Years ago, <laughs> just after I finished school, it was very handy. Um, uh, I want to so, – so in your 20s, finding your feet, you know, f- um, conscious of health, um, you know, your physicality, mental state, with it, with, through those 20s, I guess at some point you um, – Started a business? Yeah. Oh, yeah, straight away. Straight away yeah. after school. That same business I had now is what I had then. That's it. Training clients. I was working on a gym floor and what used to be health and it's now fitness first. Mm. Uh, and then I just started um, taking on clients and did that. And I did their internal training for their trainers because I was very passionate about it and wanted to help other trainers feel that mm. and, you know, benefit from what I was doing that was making my life better as, you know, in terms of business as well as uh, just running, um, just helping people change. Talking about helping people change, we have, um, you know, quite a few farmers, I guess, and, and people living in the country listening as well as our very loyal and lovely urban urban yeah. listeners. Is there there's sort of a, a handful of um <clears throat> I know tips or advice or something you can give them, given that, and we'll we'll get to it. So I'm probably yeah. asked about my in my line of questioning here, but um, Aaron's been to Hanamino, our, our place, and he's yeah. eaten our meat, and he's yeah. and he's. I'll uh, we'll get to your carnivore mm. diet or carnivore, you know, chapter of your life. Yeah. Um, so he understands, and again, we'll get to his sort of understanding of regenerative agriculture. But um, so he's well placed to talk about this. Yeah. What are some you know, um, uh, techniques that, or, or some, some advice you can give to farmers about their health, you know, and just a handful. Couple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're active people, so mm. they're moving. It's just keeping a balance with everything, you know. Uh, people push themselves very hard mentally and physically, and especially in that environment, as you know, and just taking the time to um, look after yourself and just see it as a day-by-day journey to make things better. You know, just tick off the main things. You know, get good sleep every night. Have some type of wind down and routine to yeah. to re- relax the mind and to make sure you're getting that good sleep. And eat, you know, two good, two to three good sit down meals and relax and chew every mouthful and enjoy it. And obviously, in the farming environment, that loneliness is a big issue. Um, so just maintaining your relationships with the people that are important to you, staying connected. And the movement side's there, but it's just, I guess, balancing that out um, with, you know, because if you're obviously bending over all the time and just doing those kind of repetitive mm. <laughs> jobs, making sure you stretch out the body, you know, there's lots of different things you can do with that, but just keeping it simple. If you've got something to hang off and traction out the spine, you know, because as soon as your back goes, if you're a farmer and you need to do manual work, life, life is going to be very unpleasant. And you, and you see that in people just in general, not just farmers, but people that um, are uncomfortable in their body but still have to get work done. Mm. And it makes you bitter, it makes you angry, it makes you short with the people that you love and you care about. I had chronic neck pain for 
three years and really I, I manage it better probably than most people. I know what to do, know how to stabilize and you know, strengthen all the muscles to help help it and do everything right posturally. And, but I just kind of over the years overtrained a bit and it's took it took its toll on my neck. Um, but you know, just the mental capacity is re- reduced when you're in pain. So it's so important to you know, hydrate your body, nourish your body, get to bed on time, and balance the body. Think of it like an instrument that you've got to tune every day. So if you know you're going to do a lot of physical work in a particular way, you've got to stretch and strengthen the muscles to be able to handle that. It's a bit more technical, you know, an individual, but simple things like hanging off something with your feet on the ground even, just a traction out the shoulders, traction out the spine, keeping good posture and alignment through the day all make a huge difference. Breath work is so powerful. Mm. People don't, um, you know, everyone's breathing, but don't understand the value of it. Conscious. Conscious breathing, just breathing nice and deep. So if we're sitting here now, just breathing in and out through the nose, keeping the spine aligned, Mm. feeling that belly be pushed out by the ribs, expanding and the lungs pushing down into it, just taking that nice deep breath. Really powerful stuff just to, do that through the day, mm. especially if you're, you know, a lot of farmers have debt, have high levels of stress, are alone, and just pacing yourself and just obviously connecting with that environment that they're in. It's great now when it's raining, it's easy, but you know, like I think last time I oh, saw yeah, you, you know, well, that was um, December, was it November? Yeah. November, December, um, just. Actually, yeah, yeah. You beat near that <laughs> night there. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, bushfire drought. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty challenging intense. actually. Yeah. Um, a lot's changed for both of us, I think. Um, Aaron, let's talk about the regenerative ag stuff because just you know, just talking about coming down to Hanamino and you were, you were filming uh, for Fueled by the Sun, a yeah, series yeah, of did. videos you did, wonderful videos, um, which was really, um, I mean, you you were you were making a statement really mm. as a urban health and fitness advocate. Yeah. You were stepping into a space that was a little foreign. Yeah. But, but you had a connection with. Why did you, why did you do that? Well, if people want to get healthy, they're, they've got to choose good things to put in and how they're going to consume. And humans are just an expression of an ecosystem. It's a way I've always felt and, and thought about it is that you're an expression of the food you eat, the air you breathe, and the environment that you're in. And if you want to connect with a healthy environment, you've got to support, you know, good farming practices, get good food into you. Uh, and that's, that's a challenge for a lot of people, uh, whether it's financially or just time wise to mm-hmm. make that extra effort. And I get that, but I was just quite extreme in my approach and I was trying to look for a way to, uh, consume food in a minimalist way that allowed for my body to regenerate and heal. And it, was, it sounded really extreme just thinking about it, you know, just eating meat and nothing else. <laughs> I did that for a full year. Yeah. One, one full cow and two two lambs is all I ate, uh, all the organs, all the fat, everything. And there's so That's much incredible. nutrition. And a, you know, an animal is just a nutrient condenser. Mm. So they're con- consuming that, the grasses, which is an expression of the land there and the relationship with the soil. And, you know, depending on that relationship and the health of the soil and the microorganisms, it's going to determine the mineral content and mm. the level of nutrition in those grasses and in the flesh of the animal, the fat of the animal. So when you consume that, if they're all healthy in that chain, 
holding hands with the sun, then that's going to give you the optimal expression. You know, prior to uh, chemical agriculture, everything was organic. So it's not just about organic, like you know, it's it's really uh, supporting a cycle that is building life and allowing for evolution to occur. So when an ecosystem is healthy, it keeps wanting to improve itself. Mm. Um, but if you're letting the soil get depleted and running it down, then, then everything that comes off that is more depleted and an expression of that. So it's that whole regenerative process to build the foundation of, of human expression through good food. Uh, that we need to nurture and support and understand more clearly um, we've become so disconnected which is evident you know like and, it, and it's not um, it's easy to understand why people are disconnected because it's so easy to just you know air con and that's hot day uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cold day put the heat on yeah. but you know it's convenient you know you've got water coming to you in an apartment You've got electricity, you've got light, you've got heat. You've, you've got, got entertainment. You've got entertainment. entertainment. You've got, you, can, yeah. you know, Uber Eats, you can just order food to come to you. It's, Mate, there's no Uber Eats at Borough, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and there won't be for some time, which is, I'm very, I'm about to yeah, yeah. But and, and that convenience has lent itself to people, I guess, uh, disconnecting mm. from natural, the natural world. So trying to get people to understand how they can make a practical connection you know, what I did was very extreme. Are you looking for more information to assist you on your regenerative journey? We've created an online community of supporters with exclusive access to interview transcripts, live online Q&A sessions with Charlie and his interviewees, as well as the opportunity to be interviewed on the show yourself. If you would like to be part of this community or would simply like to contribute to the development of the podcast series, please make your way to patreon.com forward slash The Regenerative Journey Podcast. We look forward to you becoming a member of the Regenerative Journey community. Let's get back to this week's episode. So just to repeat, just to, uh, in case people missed that, so Aaron yeah. ate a cow mm-hmm. and two lambs over a 12-month period and that was it. Yeah, it worked out about 10 months that I did ten, that. But, yeah. But yeah. That's so, all I ate. Nothing else. So, so you, your body and your mind and your spirit, and, and of course, our skin absorbs yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. As, you know, we yeah. know a lot of our, a lot of, I think, even up to eighty percent of what our nutrition comes from the yeah. air that we breathe, and the, yeah, you know, yeah, not yeah. just through our thing, but your, you, Aaron McKenzie, was an expression of that period of time. Yeah, that is and that was your diet. That animal consumed, yeah. which is in. Which is similar to, but in contrast to at the same time, a movie like, um, what was that fellow ate McDonald's for? How yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was not a dissimilar thing. And he was in theory having a few more food groups, right? He had yeah, carbs yeah, yeah. and he had something that you'd probably call lettuce in there <laughs> <laughs> and a veggie, the, the gherkin, yeah. and some unidentifiable mayonnaise in there as well yeah. and a bit of onion, you know, yeah. whatever he's eating, and, yeah. and, and the potatoes. Yeah. So, you know, well done you for um, sticking for to that. Ex- <laughs> well, sticking to it. I mean, it was. It was a, I mean, I remember you came down and you were just, we, I can't remember what we ate that night, lamb yeah. or, and or beef. Yeah, and I brought my beef. You did too. And you brought bones that you put in the compost, compost yeah. to make sure you, you were doing the full, the full cycle. I mean, that's, fasc- that's fascinating. I yeah. told mum that the other yesterday. Yeah. Oh, he goes, oh, he's hard food. 
Sorry, <laughs> mate. Sorry, mate. I'm, 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 I'm trying to impersonate you. Oh, his heart, his heart mustn't have been much good, you know. Yeah. Actually, you wouldn't have said much. You're much more grammatically correct than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that didn't sound like my mother at all. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, a traditional mindset is, you know, you've got to have your full complement. And I'm, yeah. I'm not saying we should all go out and just eat oh, meat no, for 12 no months, it, but it's more the point that... What, um, what are the basic needs of the human body for optimal expression? And, and also, what, what are some of the myths? I mean, what, yeah. what myths did you challenge in that experiment? Yeah, well, obviously everyone has a feeling that X amount of fruits and vegetables is healthy and, and consuming those foods. Uh, and if you go back, you know, you look at the predominantly consumed meat that's why we're here Um, we've consumed all different plants and all those plants have um, their own natural pesticides that have to be um, dealt with and that's why we have the culinary arts you know different cooking practices fermenting peeling different things so that that way to make all those plants more digestible for the human digestive system and to make them taste better so understanding that if you look at all traditional cultures they they had methods of working with plants when we've been cooking food for over five hundred thousand years so it's it's a long time uh, so, and there's a good reason for that because it made things more digestible mm. or things that were inedible digestible mm. and it allows us to be here but if you go out in the wild the one thing you know for sure that you can eat if you're in a in a foreign environment is you can eat meat mm. whereas you look at all the different plants and you're, you're somewhere so you don't know what they are. It's a bit of Russian roulette in my eyes, isn't it? Yeah. Quite literally. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's very few plants that humans can eat. Yeah. And the, the ones that we do eat, you know, we, we've hybridised and we've made them more edible. Uh, then we also have to, you know, if we eat them in excess in a certain state, they're not going to be good. That's why we develop fermenting and all that, you know, strain. Aboriginals had all different ways of preparing mm. bush tucker to make sure that didn't didn't give you a bellyache or didn't kill you. Yeah, so that that's that's really fascinating to me that whole whole thing and everything you need for a healthy human body is within an animal. Yeah, if that animal's healthy. And tell us about the um, yeah that forgotten fifth quarter. Yeah, you know, the, well, the organ meats are. People think, oh, you know, organs that live as an organ of detoxification. No, it's a storehouse of nutrition mm. and it allows for the body to be very healthy and it stores, you know, a lot of nutrition. That's why, you know, it was prized amongst traditional cultures. So having those things brings that level of nutrition up in the body and that was the only way I was able to do what I did. You know, I was only having 800 grams of meat a day, including organ meats, including the animal fat. So mm. that's the other myth is, you know, the whole animal fat thing you know the fat's going to give you heart disease so i got all my blood work done before and after and had a cac scan done to see if it, and i've had a high animal fat diet for a long time mm. and uh, there's nothing there there's no issue there didn't have to go on um what's that bloody blood thinning stuff yeah, yeah. More, um <laughs> i can't think of the name of it. statin drugs yeah. statin drugs which apparently I'm, I'm led to believe um uh, there's some science now around that leading to um, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Yeah, there's all different side effects to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that it's a shame because um, it's you know, we've got a medical system that looks at people um, as a commodity, to sell, like as a market to sell to yeah. and to make profit from. And as much as it wants to help people, and a lot of people benefit from different medications. I'm saying that they don't. It's just an over prescription 
prior to getting the lifestyle right, prior to getting to bed on time, prior to, you know, drinking water, movement and mm. good food. If those were the foundation before people were medicating, and I think we'd probably be in a better place uh, for humanity. But, you know, there's money involved and there's um, people want convenience as well when you can take something that changes the the blood results straight away, not necessarily making it healthier, but it looks healthier on paper if that's how you're measuring things. I mean, what you were doing, you were you were doing your own experiment, so you were in, were in control of that, yeah, which is a powerful thing, and we all can choose to do that, yeah. You know, it's an interesting, you know, point you make that, <clears throat> you know, most of society is <clears throat> having an experiment done on them, that yeah, they're, yeah, they're they not even aware, aware of, of, yeah, and they're just getting <laughs> led by their taste buds or their next. Um, Experience of fulfillment, you know, it's that instant gratification with everything. Or the next, <coughs> excuse me, the next health challenge they meet. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. then also, and no, that, no, diet. Redirects them. Totally, yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, no, don't, let's not look at your diet. Yeah. Let's, here's a pill that's going to yeah, offset the, whatever you've got. Yeah. <coughs> and you're on a list of different things that have all different interactions. Yeah. So I think, you know, my main message is always just get back to basics and work on it. Mm. And that sounds easy. <laughs> it's hard work yeah. to be consistent with it and to work out what's the most important thing to do first. Uh, what is the most important thing to do first? You know, so someone who's listening, they're feeling, you know, oh, they're a bit, whether it's feeling off colour, you're a bit overweight, you know, yeah. they're just they're acknowledging that they could probably do a little better. You know, wh- wh- what are the first couple of steps to, to ease them into that? You know, apart from you mentioned before, you know, just getting some good sleep. Yeah, good Drink. sleep is so important because that regulates your hormones so your appetite's not through the roof. Mm. If you haven't had enough sleep, you're going to find that you've got cravings. You know, you're going to reach for sugar just to get through the day or caffeine. So that makes it a lot harder. And, and having two to three good sit-down meals as opposed to snacking because yeah. having to snack to bring your blood sugar up all the time just to maintain you know, mental performance and just stay away. Mm. And that's that's not good or not to to not be irritable, then uh, it depended on that, as opposed to having a really good meal that satisfies you and gives you long sustained energy. Yeah. And the other thing that you know, it's it's having that daily fast, you know, going without food for you know, if you can get through fourteen hours a day or you know, sixteen hours a day of not eating, and that includes while you're asleep, just having an eight to ten hour feeding window that has remarkable benefits so a lot of people straight away get up snack into it something sugary you know start to the day and then they're consuming throughout the whole day and then just before they go to sleep whereas if you can stop eating about three hours before you go to sleep you're going to have a better sleep Mm. Uh, if you yeah if you can go that time without eating then there's a chance if you're overweight to dip into those reserves and let the body use that for fuel Mm. A natural process. And it is a natural process. I mean, the whole thing of just three square meals at the exact, exact time day, uh, exact time of day is a very industrialized thing, um, which wouldn't have happened before. So we are, we evolved to go for long periods without food. Mm. Uh, so we can do that. And it's something that we should have the flexibility to do rather than, you know, having a meltdown. If you don't eat something for three hours, if you've got a blood sugar load, you should be able to handle that. And, have that flexibility metabolically to balance yourself out. So I, you know, the general things I get people to do have two to three good sit down meals. You know, don't eat for 
at least 12 hours a day, but if you can get that up to 16 hours a day where you're not eating, really powerful. Get some general movement. If you can do some walking every day and then a bit of strength training a couple of times a week to keep the muscle mass active because mm. mm. we're quite sedentary. Sit with good posture, stand with good posture, breathe deeply, yeah, nurture the people that you love and care about, actually take the time for them, learn to say no. It's yeah, too much work. Yeah, totally. And just be able to prioritise. I think it's the hardest thing most people find to do is to make sure that you take the time to figure out well, what's going to help me achieve my main objective. And I think that's been a big transfer fa- transformational thing for me is to look at my t- life differently and this, this whole situation with COVID and having my kind of income change and my business have to change and adapt to that like everybody world over. Some people have done quite well through it, but you know, a lot of people are struggling because of it, not so much in Australia, but I'm in contact with trainers all over the world. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging, but you get a, a kick in the pants to say, okay, what's most important right now? <laughs> Family, friends, self, eating well. Time for a reset, yeah? Yeah. And as awful as it is, it can help people like you know these these hard times can help take you to a better place and help you realise that you're wasting time, energy, effort in things that weren't as important as the people you love or uh, just the main objective of having that happy family unit. So just on that, what's a learning, you know, like a learning you've had um, in the last twelve months, like a like a, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do that again, or yeah. you know, that was a this, and I'm going to do that, you know, stop doing, start doing. Yeah, well, the carnivore diet was a very interesting experiment, and it's quite extreme, but at the same time, it's challenging for the people around you to to understand <laughs> it, even if they understand it, it's still quite um, socially isolating. <laughs> <laughs> so that was did huge. you didn't go to any dinner parties at all well and yeah you, you do and you, you brought your mate to yeah, yeah. yeah and and you know but really like, reduced like going out eating out all of those yeah. things which is so important for you know your partner and your mm. family to have that connection over food uh and even though i was doing it for my own personal reasons for inflammation in my body and uh, the skin another skin condition i had like a psoriasis thing that they say is incurable but uh, it worked very well and for inflammation in my body, it got rid of. Uh, it was quite restrictive and limiting for those around me. Mm. So, you know, what can you eat? I oh, can't eat this. So, you know, you know, the joy of eating with a group of people is so important. So, you know, I've integrated plants back into my diet. I don't think it's an extreme thing that people need to do. Need to do. I found it beneficial for me, but I find it much more relaxing and much more therapeutic to have a good meal with my family and. And not have that uh, thing of, oh, I know he's only eating that or whatever. It just helps the people around you relax a lot more mm. and connect with you. Uh, and not, you know, not have those discussions about, oh, you're going to die eating meat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard. Uh, and, and I did it pretty extreme. So I was just testing, you know, I did 800 grams a day. So, and I was doing about two, two and a half thousand calories a day. So I lost quite a, a significant amount of weight. Mm. I maintained most of my strength, uh, but because you're not having carbohydrate. Yeah, your body gets smaller, <laughs> not as attractive uh, for your significant other as <laughs> you used to be. You're being more muscular. As so as you can see now, I probably put on about 10 kilos since I saw you. And that was just by having carbohydrate, putting that back into the body. 
so having some white rice, which is you know quite well tolerated by the body and being consumed over the planet for a long time, mm. uh, and then just different plants and things like that work quite well. Yeah. <coughs> well, that was a <coughs> excuse me. That was a, I've got some inflammation in my throat. Clearly, um, that was a that was a good learning. You yeah, know, really. Good. Yeah. And and that information can people um, access. Your um, the the numbers and things is that something that you oh well, my blood work I've I've got videos on YouTube yeah. going through all my blood work yeah. Yeah, I cool. want to do some more recent things just explaining the transition because it is a trap that people fall into with, with the health world you um a little bit's good so more must be better yeah. so a vegan diet works for x amount of time so I'm going to go extreme on it and then people go okay just push a bit harder push a bit harder and then they end up with nutrient deficiencies over time. And they don't see them because they got such an emotional response from the initial benefits that they get stuck in. It's the same with fasting. Mm. You know, the whole intermittent fasting thing, you know, okay, if I just do 18 hours a day, I do one meal a day every, and I did one meal a day for three months just as a test. And that was pretty harsh on the body, lost weight. I felt good mentally. Mm. Um, but you kind of, you can easily get into this state, you know, people over exercising, overdoing it. And this, it becomes your dysfunction. Yeah. And, and from you know, 20, you know, 25 years in the industry, I've seen all of those things where people have just abused themselves with something that was initially very therapeutic and helped them. But because other things in their life are going on that are challenging, they kind of pigeonhole themselves into something that's giving them some relief. They overdo yeah. it to the point that it, becomes dysfunctional and becomes actually self-abuse. becomes a crutch. Yeah, whether it's the way you eat, whether it's training or whether it's just a, a way of doing things. I'm um, just conscious of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what, what is the time now? Yeah, I think I've got to finish up. So. You've got two minutes. <clears throat> okay. Um, what are you most excited about right now, apart from finishing this interview and getting you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just enjoying my life, spending time with my family. Yeah. And um, uh, and I love this whole regenerative movement, and, and I got pretty extreme in it. And I've been very passionate about mm. it for a long time. And it's easy to want to save the world, especially once you understand what it means. And yeah. I think that's the hardest thing for me is to be able to step back and go, okay, as much as this is obvious to me, other people don't see it in the same way. And just accepting other people's point of view and being more relaxed about it, and say we've got to find a way. Like you, you and me have said, we've got to find a way to make farming sexy and make this whole regenerative path sexy to people. Otherwise, there's just no buying. Mm. Um, but if we can't live a life that looks good, you know, when I was doing a strict carnivore diet and I started to look gaunt and, you know, very passionate about my beliefs, it, it pushes people the wrong way. Yeah. So it's got to be attractive and it's got to be something that's, that's doable, yeah. enjoyable, and it fits into the modern-day lifestyle. Uh, if, if it's too extreme, it just pushes people the wrong way. And I think that's it. That's a huge thing for me and I'm excited about trying to find a way to integrate things that are very beneficial for the individual, the planet, into a lifestyle that's, that people want to live, that are excited to live, that wake up every day going, I'm in love with my life, I'm in love with my wife, I'm in love with my family mm. and um, I'm happy about what I'm doing. That's the only way I can see it working, and which is challenging now because you know, we've got so many... Um, distractions and so much uh, that can be offered through these things that is just fun and interesting that it, it, it stops you from doing the real work and doing the basics well mm. 
it makes things complicated. But um, I think just you know, turning that off and connecting with the people you love, mm, eating good food, just doing the basic things, but then uh, making sure that it's enjoyable. Yeah, and adapting, um, adapting to the, to the environment, <clears throat> adapting to the times, and adapting like some of the methods that you're mm. you know, espousing to your life. Mate, you got to go. Yeah. That was wonderful. We are yeah. going to do a part two. I'm going to track you down and we're going to finish <laughs> this off because we only just touched the surface because yeah. we've done some chats before and we went deep. So we've yeah. got to we do, we do this again. Sure. Totally, mate. So let's let's do that. I'm not sure when. I can. I might have to like run alongside <laughs> you and the thing with the microphone or something. Um, <laughs> mate, well done. Thank you so much for your time, Aaron, and loving your journey and um, looking forward to sharing your Virginia journey with our listeners in month or two six weeks maybe awesome sounds good great right mate you better go yeah keep up the great work thank you for all your hard work you too mate well done (laughs) this podcast is produced by reese jones at jaeger media if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to subscribe share rate and review for more episode information please head over to www.charliearnett.com.au